Welcome to the Queen City Church Podcast. We're so excited that you decided to join us, and we wanted to personally welcome you. Thank you so much for listening in today. Our goal is that this message will encourage you and give you practical steps for a relationship with God that keep getting better and better. Enjoy the message. Today we're in week two of a series that we're calling Legacy. Legacy. And here's our definition of legacy. And it's where my life outlives me. And I don't know about you, but I want my life to be that. I want your life to be that. I want our church to be that. I want to live a life that outlives me. And our theme verse is Psalm 112, um, verses 5 and 6. Listen to what this says. It says, good will come to those who are generous and lend freely who conduct their affairs with justice, surely the righteous, those that have been made right by God, will never be shaken. They, those type of people that live that way, that have been made right by God, who give generously, who conduct their affairs that way, those people, the Bible says they will be remembered forever. In other words, that you and I can leave a legacy two ways by how we live, and by how we give. And so next week, here's the great thing. We're going to have an incredible opportunity next Sunday to put this into practice because it's going to be our special once-a-year legacy offering, which is over and above our normal giving. And what makes this so special is the only special offering we'll do all year. And this offering, what makes it special is we give 100% of this away. And so last week I got to share a lot of the generosity opportunities that God has opened up for us this year to be be able to use this legacy offering, but I want to share a few more with you. Uh, In fact, I I wanted to take like a whole message just to share all the incredible things, but we have to get to some things in this series. And so, but let me share a few more of the generosity opportunities that are going to be happening uh, with everything that we're doing next weekend. You may not know this. But there are still languages in the world that still don't have the Bible translated in their language. I don't know if you knew that. Uh, Obviously, we have access like crazy to God's word, but there's places in the world that don't even have access to the word of God in their language. And this year, we're partnering with an organization that's mission is to translate the Bible in every single language in the world. And so part of our legacy offering this year will go towards translating the Bible into the Ehugbo language. Come on, everyone on the count of three, say Ehugbo. One, two, three. Oh, that's fantastic. Ehugbo language. Now, this language is spoken by over 29 million people on the western coast of Central Africa. And get this, for the first time, we'll be able to provide the resources that I'll take to be able to get the word of God that is alive and active, that speaks to every single area of our life, translated into that language so that not only can they hear God's word, but they can read God's word. And so we're so excited for that. We're also, um, we've gotten connected during, in fact, of all things, during this whole coronavirus season, we've gotten connected to a specific nursing home right here in Cincinnati. And uh, this nursing home, they started watching Church at Home when we were fully online every single week. So they'd circle around and they would watch our Church at Home services 
each and every week. And by the way, if you are watching right now, let me just say, where's the red dot? There it is. Okay, hey, I just want you to know we love you so much, and we are so grateful for you. And, uh, and th- they've even told us that as soon as all this is lifted, they cannot wait to come to church in person. And so we're so excited. We're so excited. So if you're watching, we love you. We're so grateful for you. Um, and also, if you're watching, plug your ears just for a second, uh, because we are going to, um, we're going we're gonna to get flowers for each and every person in that nursing home and just deliver it and just say on behalf of the generous people in Queen City Church, we just want you to know that we love you and we're grateful for you. We know that this season for you is challenging, uh, but know that you're not alone. And so we're going to be doing that with that. Um, We're also going to be honoring and surprising some local Cincinnati pastors with Christmas gifts. And we've actually done this the last two years, and it's so much fun because I get to go to some of my friends and people that are leading amazing churches all around the city and all around the greater Cincinnati area, northern Kentucky and Ohio. I get to go and I get to give them a check. And it's a fat check. It's a good check. And I get to tell them, you cannot use this for your church. You can only use that for your family. Um, and be, because, because you, need to, you, need to, you need to bless your kids this Christmas. Like Christmas gifts are on us this year. And uh, let me tell you why we do this. is because honor is, is our posture. That's a value for us. And I want you to know that our church, that we love the capital C church. Not just our church. That we're about God's kingdom, not just our kingdom. Come on, how many of you know that we're on the same team? That the front of the jersey is the same, but the back of the jersey just may have a different name on it, a different number, but that, but that we're all on the same team. And so we're so honored to be able to partner with other people and other churches. Just say, we love you, we honor you today. Um, and so that's another thing we're going to be doing. Finally, let me just tell you one more. Uh, we're doing something very special for a church in Philadelphia called Discover Church. So Discover Church, I think they're going to throw a picture of that church on there. Now, here's the deal. This church in Philadelphia, they launched, make sure you get this detail, on March 1st, 2020. So this church, they launched on March 1st, 2020, one week before having to fully transition the entire church online due to the coronavirus. And on top of that, their pastor, who I got to meet throughout this past year, his name is Mark Poland. And because of the pandemic, he had to get two jobs to continue to support his family and to lead his church. So what we get a chance to do, the, the generosity opportunity through the legacy offering, is to partner with a handful of other churches to provide him a full-time salary for two years so that all he can do is focus on building that church in Philadelphia. And so, yeah. So all that and more and more, that all is coming next week. So this week, here's what I want to ask you to do. I want to ask you to do three things as we're leading up to the legacy offering next week. One, I just invite you to pray. Uh, that's, that's why we've been telling you for weeks, so that you can pray and ask God. That's how we roll with generosity. We're not going to pressure you. We're just going to tell you the opportunities. Here, here's the opportunities that we have if. But I just need you to pray. And then do whatever God tells you to do. So pray. Second thing is prepare. Make sure that you come ready. 
to give next week. Uh, don't, don't come in and like, oh man, I forgot to do that. No, like come prepared. So pray, prepare, and then I'm asking everybody to participate in some way, shape, or form. If you call this church your church, this is an all call. This is one of those, so we're asking you to participate. So this week, pray, prepare, and participate. And listen, the more that's given, the more people that we can help. So we're going to have, on that day, we're going to have all our online giving options go directly towards that, as well as in person here at Memorial Hall. But also, I wanted you to know that if you're interested in wiring your offering directly to us this year, all you have to do is email info at queencitypeople.com, and we'll make sure that we can help you do that. Again, Legacy Offering is happening next week. And so last week in this series, this, this idea, we also talked about that there's two parts of our life. And we use this illustration that kind of help show this, is that there's, that's it, that's all I got. Okay. I'll just go from memory. Um, so there's, there, there's two parts to our life. There's, there's this part, which is our part that represents our time on earth. The truth is, it's, it's not very long. And so there, there's this part, but then there's also the part of our life that is for eternity. And the big idea of this series is that we can live our lives in such a way here, and we can give in such a way here that actually impacts all the way here. That what, how we live and how we give can actually leave a lasting Legacy. In fact, our, our big idea with this series is this, that the goal isn't to live on earth forever, but to leave something that does. And so that is why, but today, here's what I've got to ask you. Today, I've got to ask you this question. I think it's very important for us to narrow down this week and think about this. Which one are you living for? Right now. With things that are going on in your life, your day-to-day life, the things that you're doing right now, what are you living for? Are you living for this part of your life? Or are you living right now for this part of your life? Because the truth is, every single one of us is either living right now for this, or we're living right now for this. So are you living for the time on earth? If you're living for our time in earth, that means maybe you're motivated by what you can get by what you can accumulate, by what you can achieve. Maybe you're motivated by doing whatever makes you happy or what makes you feel good. It's maybe by how high you can climb, by how influential and famous you can get, how much money you can get, how beefy you can make your 401k. It's by how much stuff you can accumulate. It's I gotta live in the right house, in the right neighborhood, I drive the right car, have the right toys, go on the right vacations, that I'm trying to accumulate all this stuff. Or are you living for eternity? Are you motivated by making a difference, by serving people, by being generous, by reaching people, by sharing Jesus, by doing whatever it takes to make an impact in the lives of other people that will last for eternity and that will last far outlive you? So which one are you living for? See, the Bible talks about this. In Matthew chapter 6. And in Matthew chapter 6, in verse 19, Jesus is talking and he says this He says, Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moss 
and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moss and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And I want to make sure that you understand and that you really pay attention and notice the order because it's very important. It doesn't say like your treasure doesn't follow your heart. Your heart follows your treasure. So if your treasure is in earth that you're living for right now, that's where your heart will be. But if your treasure is in heaven, if you're living for eternity, that's where your heart will be. Now let me make this perfectly clear. That God doesn't want your treasure. He doesn't need your treasure. God doesn't want your treasure. He wants your heart. But he knows that our hearts are connected to our treasure. And in these verses, in Matthew chapter 6, the Bible talks about two kinds of treasure. Treasure on earth and treasure in heaven. So the message, if you're taking notes today, if you're like a note taker and you want to know the the message title today, is just simply this. Treasure in heaven greater than treasure on earth. That treasure in heaven is greater than treasure on earth. On earth. Now, just by show of hands here in the room and also online, participate. How many of you like a good treasure hunt movie? Come on, how many of you like those treasure hunt movies? I love them. I can't get enough of them. Give them all to me. Give me all the Indiana Joneses. I mean, like, I like it. Give me all, give me all the Pirates of the Caribbean. I'll take them all. Even National Treasure. Come on, some Nick Cage. Give me that. Get you some Nick Cage overacting. It's so good. I mean, I'm just telling you, give it all to me. Stealing the Constitution. Holes. Give me holes. I'll take that all day long. And yes, even give me Outer Banks on Netflix, even though it is so dramatic. Love it. Give it all to me. But hands down, hands down, no questions asked, the best treasure hunt movie of all time is the 1985 classic, The Goonies. Just no doubt, in my mind, the best. Come on, what you know about Mikey, or Chunk, or Mouth, or Sloth, I'm telling you, such a good movie, such a good movie. I love a good treasure hunt movie. And Jesus, he says in Matthew chapter six, like you and I right now, right now, at this moment, you and I right now are storing up either treasure on earth, Or we're storing up treasure in heaven. But here's my question, because whenever I read something like that, it's like, I think I kind of know what that means. But part of me is like, but what does that really mean? Like, what does it mean for me to be able to really store up treasure on earth? And what's the difference between that and storing up treasure in heaven? Well, let me tell you, I'm just going to rapid fire through these to make sure that we understand, compare, and contrast what the difference is. Treasure on earth is living for right now. But treasure in heaven is living for eternity. See, treasure on earth is where life, it's all about you. But treasure in heaven is where life is all about others. See, treasure on earth is about what you can get. But treasure in heaven is all about what you can give. 
See, treasure on earth is about getting all that you can for you. I'm going to get mine. But treasure in heaven is about using all that you have to make an eternal difference in the lives of people. And Jesus says, hey, guess what, guys? Queen City Church, people that are watching online right now, no matter where you at, the choice is yours. Treasure on earth or treasure in heaven. And by the way, one of the things that I love most about Jesus is that he always gives us a choice. I love that about Jesus. I love that no matter what, Jesus always gives us a choice, that he's a gentleman, that he'll never force us to do anything. Even when he came to earth and he lived a perfect life and he chose to die a painful death on a cross to pay for our sins, to bring our balance, our debt all the way to zero. And not only that, but he gave us access to grace that we all desperately need so that we could spend eternity in heaven in perfect relationship with God even though he did that he still gives us a choice to receive that isn't that amazing isn't it amazing the fact that that he still gives us a choice even though he went that distance he still gives us a choice and here's why because love always requires a choice always Love always requires a choice. And in these verses, Jesus says, the choice is yours. I want you to make the right one. I provided a way for you to make the right one, but the choice is yours. Either treasures on earth or treasures in heaven. And today, all I want to do for the next few minutes is to make a case. Is to make a case on why we need to make the choice to intentionally store up treasures in heaven. Let me give you three reasons why we should do that. Number one, because earth is temporary and heaven is forever. That's one of the biggest reasons why. Because earth is temporary and heaven is forever. I want you to write down this number, 28,835. Write down that number, 28,835. That is the number of days that the average American will live here on earth. That's 78.7 years. That is the average number of days that you and I statistically will live. And it's easy to look at those 28,835 days as a long time, isn't it? Because it's such a big number. You see that big number, it's like, man, I feel like we got all the time in the world. But here's how the Bible describes those 28,835 days. In Psalm 4, verse 14, it says, what is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Psalm 39, verse 5 says, you have made my life no longer than the width of my hand. My entire lifetime is just a moment to you. At best, each of us is but a breath. Psalm 144, verse four, it says, we are like a puff of wind. Our days are like a passing shadow. And all three of these verses shout the same message, that life is short. That life is short. Now, let's be honest, we don't like talking about this. We don't like facing this. We don't like going to funerals 
and being face-to-face with this. We don't like 2020 when it gets all up in our business and all these things happen and we see statistics that make us think about the fact that life is short. We don't like that. But here's the good news. Write this down. There's more to this life than this life. And we have to grasp that today. That there's more to this life, guys, than just this life here on planet Earth. That our time on earth is so short compared to our time in eternity. So I'm asking you to choose treasures in heaven. Because earth is temporary and heaven is forever. Here's number two. Here's number two. Write this down. Because heaven is a smarter investment than earth. The second reason is because heaven is a smarter investment than earth. Go back to what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 6, verse 19 and 20. I'm going to read it from a different translation. It says this, Don't keep hoarding for yourselves earthly treasures that can be stolen by thieves. Material wealth eventually rusts, decays, and loses its value. Instead, stockpile heavenly treasures for yourselves that cannot be stolen and will never rust, decay, or lose their value. Now, I by no means am an expert in like investments. Um, I'm not giving tips on penny stocks any, any, anytime soon. I'm not Dave Ramsey. That's not who your boy is. But I do know enough to know that it's smarter to invest in something that maintains or gains value than to invest in something that loses value. I do know that much. I do know that it's way smarter to invest in something that either keeps its value or actually increases in value than to invest in something that immediately loses a value. And I don't know about you, but I want to make smart investments with my life, with my time, with my money. Let, let me just say this right here. It's not even my money. It's not. God is the owner. I'm the steward. So it's his money. It's not our job to own anything. It is our job to steward everything. And so, but I want to make sure I'm making good investments with what God has given me. And Jesus says, treasure in heaven is a better investment than treasure on earth because they will never lose value. But if you live for treasure on earth, when your life is over, it is gone. You're not taking any of it with you to eternity. I've never seen a hearse pulling a U-Haul. I have never seen that going down the street. I've never seen that because, because you're not taking anything with you to eternity. But if you live for treasures in heaven, your investment will make an eternal difference in the lives of other people that will leave a lasting legacy. You will make a difference in the lives of other people. And here's the deal. That difference just doesn't make a difference. It just doesn't give people food. It just doesn't give people Christmas gifts. It doesn't do that. You're introducing them to Jesus. And when you introduce them to Jesus, their souls are completely changed. And you get to hang out with them forever in heaven. Now, I'm telling you, that's why investing in the treasure in heaven is truly the greatest ROI. It's the greatest return on the investment. See, and it's just smarter. It just is. Proverbs eleven twenty four puts it this way, that the world of the generous gets larger and larger. See, we don't think that's the case. We think if you just hold on to everything, that's when your world gets bigger. But the Bible says, uh-uh, 
that the generous, the world of the generous gets larger and larger. The world of the stingy, those that hold everything for themselves, their world gets smaller and smaller. So I'm telling you, the reason why to invest in treasures in heaven is because heaven is a smarter investment than earth. And here's the third final reason. is because heaven, not earth, is our true home. And this one is heavy on my heart this week. This one I couldn't shake all week long. Why should we do that? Because heaven, not earth, is our true home. Let me share a few scriptures with you. In Philippians chapter 3, verse 18, it says, For I have not, for I have told you often before, and I say it again with tears in my eyes, that there are many whose conduct, their lives, show that they are real enemies of the cross of Christ. They are headed for destruction. Their God is their appetite. I'm just about what I can get in my cravings. They brag about shameful things and they think only about this life here on earth. I'm living for treasure on earth. But we, the church, we are citizens of somewhere else. We are citizens of heaven where the Lord Jesus Christ lives and we are eagerly waiting for him to return as our savior. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 14 says, for this world, this world is not our permanent home. We are looking forward to a home yet to come called heaven. Listen, everybody, this world is not our home. We are just passing through. And I think some of us may have forgotten that, especially this year. Somewhere along the way, maybe you have believed a lie that this is the best that it can get. That right here, this earth is the best that it can get. And so when we experience things like we've experienced this year, it jacks us up. And maybe it's because we've convinced ourselves that earth is actually better than heaven. And maybe it's because you have a wrong understanding of what heaven's gonna be like. Maybe you've read and consumed too many cartoons. And so you think heaven, that you're just gonna be like this chubby angel wearing all white, sitting on a cloud, playing a harp and singing in a choir, like forever. And you think that's what heaven's gonna be like? That doesn't sound like heaven to me. That sounds like hell. Now the book of Revelation, it gives a prophetic picture of what heaven is gonna be like. And I don't even think it scratches the surface. See, I think like he got a picture of what it was and it was so good. I'm trying my very best to articulate in the English language what this actually was. And so he tries to write, this is the best I could do. And he says, this is what I experienced when I saw the prophetic picture of heaven in Revelation chapter 21, verse three and four. It says, look, God's home, heaven is now among his people. He will live with them and they will be his people. God himself will be with him, will be there, right there. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Some of you have been crying a lot. I want you to know there's a place where he personally is gonna wipe your tears from your eyes and there will be no more death or sorrow or crying or pain or sickness or pandemics 
or coronavirus or quarantines or racism or inequality or injustice or traffic or construction or bad offensive lines. All these things are gone forever. That's what it says heaven's going to be like. All those things are gone forever. Listen, I love Cincinnati with all my heart, but I'm telling you heaven's going to be better. And when you understand that is what we get to look forward to, it changes everything. It changes everything. And some of you, you may be struggling right now with everything that's happening in the world. Some of you, you may be struggling so much with things that are happening in your life. And when you combine all those things, man, you are in a tough spot right now. And I'm not minimizing anything that you're going through. Please hear my heart. I'm not minimizing anything that you and I are going through. No doubt the pandemic, there's things that we've experienced this year has affected every single one of us in some way, shape or form, some even more than others. And I'm telling you, we all have experienced some bad days, but listen, our hope must outweigh our bad days. That when we experience these bad days and we have these moments that are really hard, our hope has got to outweigh our bad days. And no matter what happens, please hear me, no matter what happens, we have the hope of heaven. We have the hope of heaven, which is way better than anything on this earth. And when you have the hope of heaven, it changes everything. Every single day you're playing with house money. Because like, you know where you're going and it's way better than this. So listen, I don't want to expedite that for my life, but I tell you what, all I want to do from now until that day is make the biggest difference I can and make sure as many people get to go with me because that's what matters. And that's what's going to leave a legacy. And I'm telling you, when you have that hope of heaven, throw whatever my way life, I'm telling you, I have hope that Hebrews describes is like an anchor for my soul. And that we have access to that type of hope. Come on, that type of hope changes everything. Don't forget this world is not our home. We're just passing through and let the church, let us, let Queen City Church, let us be people who stand up and say, even in our bad days that are real, even in our bad days, even during a global pandemic, even during cases rising, even during the things that we're facing, even during holidays that look different, even when everything seems to be shifting and changing and unpredictable, we gotta be the most flexible we've ever been in our lives and I don't like change, but everything's changing. That even in our hard days, our bad days, everything that's thrown our way, let us be people who say like Philippians chapter one, verse 21, that says, for me to live is Christ. Everything I do in this world is about Jesus and making him known and making him famous and making a difference for him. That for me, that's what life is all about, is Christ. But to die, no, that's game. So we can live that way. We can live that way right now. That can change right now. Everything that we're going through is to say, great, for me to live, that is Christ. But to die, that's gain. 
So make no mistake about it. We have a choice. We can either store up treasures on earth or we can store up treasure in heaven. And I tried my very best over the last 30 minutes to articulate and convince you to store up treasure in heaven. Because earth is temporary and heaven is forever. Because heaven is a smarter investment than earth. And because heaven, not earth, is our true home. Write this down as we end today. C.S. Lewis said this. He said, aim at heaven. Live your life for heaven. Aim at heaven and you will get earth thrown in. Aim at earth and you will get neither. I want you to bow your head and close your eyes. We do this every single week and I think it's very important. If you're at home, I just encourage you to take a space for you to just quiet everything around you and just ask God this, what are you saying to me today? What are you speaking to me? Ask him this, what does my response need to be to this message? Maybe right now, just in your heart of hearts, just ask yourself this question right now, am I living my life for earth or am I living my life for eternity? And then ask him, what would it look like for me to store up right now treasure in heaven? What would I have to change? What would it look like for me to store that up? But maybe you're here and you don't have the hope of heaven. You don't know for a fact that you would spend eternity in heaven. And I can't think of a better time or a better place than right here, right now. So if you're here and you would like to say yes to Jesus, you would like to receive his grace, give him your life. Maybe it's for the very first time, or maybe you have in the past, but right now you feel far from God and you need to rededicate your life. You need to come back to Jesus. I'm telling you, this is your moment. And I want to lead you in a very simple prayer. And if you're here and you know that's the decision, that's what God is speaking to me right here, right now. I just want you to pray this in your heart. I just want you to say, Jesus, I need you. I need you. I'm sorry that I've lived my life without you. Will you come live inside me? Will you do what I can't do myself? Will you change me? Will you make me brand new? I surrender my whole life to you. I give you my life. And today I choose to follow you. And today I pick up and I receive the hope of heaven. I receive the hope of heaven fresh and anew. We thank you so much for Jesus because of Jesus that we can have the hope of heaven. And we thank you so much for Jesus. It's through Jesus we pray. And everybody said, amen. Thank you so much for joining us today. If this message has changed your perspective on God or life, feel free to email your story to info at queencitypeople.com. We'd love to celebrate the change happening in your life. We'd also love to pray for you. If you have any prayer requests, big or small, head over to queencitypeople.com prayer and fill out the form with as much detail as you'd like. For more information about Queen City Church's service times, location, or events, visit queencitypeople.com or follow us on social media platforms at queencitypeople. 